0: Welcome to Two Profs in a Pod. I'm Tanisha. I'm Beth. And we are professors at Glendale Community College here in Arizona. And we are also faculty developers for our Center for Teaching, Learning, and Engagement. And we are so excited to be here today. Uh, Beth, can you tell us what we're doing today?
1: We are going rogue today because we have a special guest named Kareem Soto. Hi, Kareem. Hello. Kareem is a student here at GCC and we are going to talk to him about an experience that he was involved in uh, last spring and over the summer. Um, So he took part in a research experience for undergraduates and we wanted to talk to him so we could nerd out about science a little bit.
0: Yeah, Which is kind of my thing. Cause y'all know we're nerds. And um, (laughs) we also thought that this would be
1: a program that other students at GCC could apply for And so it's important for instructors to know about it so they can recommend it to their students and uh, maybe important for students to hear about so that they can apply. So that's that's what we're doing here today. So we have a long list of questions for Kareem. Yeah. Our first question is, can you just give us a brief overview of what students do in this program? And then a little bit more specifically about what you
2: did. So an overview of what I did in my research program or the program itself is to look at, you know, stuff that's learned in class and then you apply it into the field. Since this was a field research internship, we took the scientific method, which is observations, coming up with questions and then analyzing that and then coming up with a conclusion, maybe factual. And sometimes you don't learn anything. And that was it. So it's a very general, but that's, you know, it broken down. Uh, More specifically, what I did is the same. I I read literature. I was curious on, you know, with my specific organism, what I could look into with what little is known. Because not a lot was known on the organism I studied. And then um, I did just that. So then we we came up with methods on what to do. And then we applied it and we got data. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did.
0: Nice. Cool. So what was the organism you studied?
2: So I studied the glass frog. The scientific name is Espada rana Prozoblipon. and it's a it's a, a glass frog. Yeah. So
0: I will call it the glass frog. Okay. I yeah. can't say the other one. Yeah, you can, I'll call it glass uh, frog as the well. The glass frog. So that yeah. was the organism you were focusing on. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. And you were applying, um, you said observation and research, analysis, mm-hmm. uh, the scientific method, yeah. correct to that. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's exciting. That's yeah. so cool. It is. So I, I have a question. What, what question were you exploring, or was it more than one question? And what was your process in getting to that question, and did you throw out questions?
2: Okay. Um, so originally I came in, like, really excited. I was like, I want to do this, that, that. But then when I got there, and then with the little literature that was present – um and discussing with my mentor not a lot can be done at that level because we didn't even have a like a basic knowledge of their of like what's known like we didn't know anything about them really there's a paper done in 1984 by susan k jacobson and that's it like there was no other paper so we knew there were frogs and we knew that they were green so that's about <laughs> yeah. it so we were like what could we do and i was like so I kind of came in with like the cell biology, cause that's my major mm-hmm. at this point. So I was like, what could I do like and apply what I've learned? So I was like, maybe like looking at like the toxins, like what's in the, what's in the like the mucus they release, like keep themselves hydrated. Could that be applied? But then when I got there, I was like, like way like back, like like way back to the what's basic about them. Like, oh, we don't know like why eats them. We don't really know anything about them. So then I, I discussed with my mentor and it was established that like that's, that's like it's good to have that curiosity and want to do it, but you have to realize that like we're limited in like time and also like equipment. Mm-hmm. So my question was originally to to do that, like more in depth, more molecular. Um, but then with after talking with my mentor, it was like so they don't have like parental care. So like in a lot of frog species that aren't the glass frogs, like they know that there is parental care or sometimes there isn't. But in this species, like we knew like, oh, like the female will lay the eggs and kind of just like stay around there. Like that's it. So then I like, you know, reading the literature thought, well, the purpose of parental care is to provide like protection for your offspring and to increase the survivability. Um, would it then be like safe to assume that lack of parental care would suggest low selective pressures So then I was like, that's what I want to do mine on. So it seems very simple, but like the work that goes into like every day checking them and like you know, just just really being there um was 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 much more difficult than it sounds. But Mm -hmm. that was it. So looking at like what selective pressures are acting on them, like what's reducing their surviving and like, yeah, that's it.
0: So them not having the parent around would re could possibly reduce their chance of survival.
2: Um yes yeah okay. so like the purpose of the parent of course is like to increase their survivability so if they don't have it then there must not be a lot of things like trying to eat them so it's more of just like it's like humans have like children and they parents raise them up and then like they're more likely to survive than you just leave a baby on the side of a road right or like like, like any animal you know mm-hmm. so
0: yeah okay hmm. And I, I'm apologize right now to our listeners if I ask questions that are pretty basic, um, because yeah. science is not my background. Okay. Uh, communication is my background. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm really glad that Kareem is here to break it down for me <laughs> because uh, there's a lot I don't know. Um, my biology experience goes back to like high school when we dissected stuff, mm-hmm. and, and that's it. But you're yeah. like. In Costa Rica, doing this amazing work, which I think is so exciting. So I'm listening to all this, and I think this is awesome that you have had this opportunity to experience this. So.
1: So for students who might be listening right now, or maybe even instructors who are curious about the process and the program, what did you do to apply for this program? Like, what were the steps from application to getting accepted?
2: Okay. Um, so first of all I learned about this internship because my biology professor at the time mentioned it at the beginning of class who's your biology teacher? my biology instruct- instructor was uh, Dr. Schweinemann okay. Okay. oh shout out shout yeah. out to
0: Dr. Schweinemann yeah, shout out to sharing her. the information <laughs> okay yeah no I really appreciated
2: that because she put it up there like as a possibility and mm. it's interesting because at that time like I was, I was like you know just go for it she was like just apply you know just do it and I was like well, like field research, like that's not like I didn't wake up and like I want to be a field biologist, but I was like I've always kind of been curious about that, you know, growing up, and so I, I, I was like, okay, so I'm gonna apply, and it was very standard, you know, ask for like your transcript, your GPA, like classes you've taken that relate to biology and field research or like field research in general, and um, you have to have a letter of recommendations as well from two instructors, and one of the instructors is just going to be a letter of recommendation and the other one is going to be like it's going to be your home mentor and they're going to be the ones advising you while before you go to costa rica and after you go to costa rica and i had the honor to have beth
0: yes Beth. shout out to me shout out to beth (laughs) yeah big shout out to beth (laughs)
2: um yeah because i really would not have been able to gone to go without her um yeah you know, and I was lucky to have one uh, a mentor who was very involved um, from the very beginning to the very end, like, and even now here I am on this podcast. You're not getting rid of me, Kareem. Yeah. So now I have a permanent, <laughs> a permanent friendship now. Um, but yeah, so then the actual um, after that you apply and you you know you get the letter of recommendation, your transcript, and then you just kind of play a waiting game. And I got an email back from Joanna, who was Joanna Goyes, who was my mentor, my field mentor in Costa Rica. And um, I got an email saying like, oh, like I was looking at the applications and I was wondering if you were interested, um, would you like to have like a Skype session? And I responded, yes, you know, I would like to, to have the Skype session. And it's not like before like, I didn't hate frogs I also didn't love frogs like frogs are cool and I know they're important but like I was like yes because I know it's a wonderful opportunity and so then she interviewed me things went very well we talked for it was supposed to be 30 minutes we talked for an hour and then um two more weeks later and I got an email that was like congratulations while I was showering I was like changing the music and then I was like (laughs) drops phone um and then and then I went um
1: yeah so that was when were the applications due in the spring do you remember
2: That's a great question that I don't remember. (laughs) I feel like it was January-ish. That sounds like it could be a date that the deadline was due. All I know is it begins June 4th and it ends August Mm -hmm. 7th, Mm -hmm. the actual internship.
1: And I think you were notified maybe sometime in April. Yeah. So I I, I guess what I'm getting at is the process took a while.
0: Yeah.
2: And I also forgot to add that like for the instructors, it's also a process. Um, Mm -hmm. After I asked um, Beth, to be my home mentor she had to go through a series of applications as well and that Mm -hmm. took some time Mm -hmm. I think you could attest to that Mm -hmm. and then um, after it continues so while you're over there you still have to be communicating with the student Mm -hmm. who is your who selected you as your mentor Mm -hmm. and for for the
0: listeners if you're if you're not aware that means that Beth had to go out to Costa Rica on site Right, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to to mentor for the program, so I think that's a great opportunity for for mentorship. Right,
1: so, and that's that's optional. So even had I not been able to go to Costa Rica, that would not have affected whether or not Kareem would have been accepted. Um, but I also felt like being invited would let me know like what he was going to be working on, and you know, I could I could kind of check it out ahead of time because we went a week before they went, and so. I'd kind of scope out the situation and see what it was like, and if you know, check out the program a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, Kareem did present his research at the end of the program. I think it was maybe late July or early August, and it was live streamed on the web. So I did log in to watch that presentation of of what he had done. Um, so yeah, there was there was communication between us while he was still in Costa Rica we had a couple editing sessions of papers and other applications and so forth too
2: yeah for sure I was very I didn't you know the fact that you have the English background helped so much because like the science we had science people there but Mm -hmm. then there was like the English you brought the English component to like okay here's this like now you would just clean it up a lot (laughs) um but yeah so it really helped a lot
1: yeah. Well, it was fun. It was cool because I love science, so it was awesome
2: to hear about. Did I answer the, the question entirely? Not I sure think I so. Know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, in our show notes, we'll link to the Organization for Tropical Studies website, mm-hmm. uh, which actually right now they're in the middle of redoing. I don't know if you visited it lately, but uh, they're transferring their information from kind of their old site to a new, really snazzy looking site right now it's got awesome oh. pictures on it wow. so the last time I looked they did not have anything up about their summer 2019 program and it might still be a little bit early for that but oh. um, and that's kind of why I was trying to get an, an idea of the time frame if people are listening and kind of want to know well when is this that I would actually apply for it so you apply in the spring for the summer program and it's early in the spring semester. right? Yeah, So probably sure. November, December, January, mm-hmm. start checking the website for the information.
2: Right, yeah, that's a good tip. So,
1: okay, did we talk, what
2: discoveries did you make? So I, it was actually really cool. So, you know, with the very little literature that there was, um, the coolest thing I think was that, like, after monitoring the clutches for like a month and a half with like, Little to what, no What's a clutch? A clutch so for that, our audience. For our audience. Okay. So the so from beginning to end. So you'll have like this. There's this process called oviposition, which I didn't know what that was before I got there. But it's essentially like the females on the bottom and the males on top, and they just kind of hug, and that's it. And then magically a clutch appears, and the clutches are the eggs, and they're in this like membrane solution, this like mucousy looking clear solution that just hangs like down from a leaf. And it's just protection and moisture for the eggs as they develop. How many eggs in a clutch? So the average was for me, what I determined from like 26 clutches was about 24 eggs average in a clutch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what was really cool is like the original paper said that it took about like 10 days for the eggs to hatch. But I was only able to find one clutch to hatch like, completely because it took about 18 to 22 days. So it was a lot longer than what was originally like, like source or what was originally like put out there. And it could be because like at the time, you know, definitely 40 years is a lot of time for things to like advance. Um, but there's this, this whole thing called embryoplasticity which is like, there's the clutch, and if there's like something introduced that stresses the eggs, they know to pick up, like, a, even like as a small embryo, um, that like it's a snake, and they'll like release themselves from the egg and then they'll hatch. So they have a possibility of surviving. Oh. So it could be that like originally, like, that's what it was, like handling them, like triggered that. Mm. Um, so yeah, but it took 22 days, ar- okay. approximately around there. Yeah.
1: So what you're saying is that the original research, or maybe I could even say when you were doing research, the eggs were possibly less handled or disturbed than they were during the original research.
2: Yeah, maybe. If I recall correctly, the original research would find clutches in nature. Um, so I think it's actually the opposite. We handle them more. Mm-hmm. Um, so we built like an enclosure. Uh, with separated compartments and in that enclosure we'd hang a leaf and then that we would put frogs that were found in avi position in that so we knew that they would mate and then they'd, the next morning we'd wake up and there's a clutch and then we'd take that clutch out of the fern that it was attached to and we'd reattach it to somewhere where they would naturally lay it like we when we would go around like at night um like looking for them we'd find them in like in plants that look like Orchids and, and like close obviously close to the streams and like about one meter high. And so we would look there and then we kind of set some standards like, okay, we have to put them one meter above like the water, of right. course, close to water, um, and just zip tie them and then we'd cut it and then like they would grow there. Mm-hmm. So if anything, we handled them more. Oh, okay. So I, yeah, we handled Interesting. them. Interesting. And then you said that the
0: frogs would hug and then the next morning there'd be a clutch yeah i was stuck on that (laughs) i think that's a
2: lot of babies
0: (laughs) that's 24 babies in 24
2: in 24 hours (laughs) and that was on average sometimes it was like 33 so i'm not sure why i
0: didn't wow i find that amazing because i I didn't think that it happened that quickly because i'm thinking oh you know a clutch, of, a clutch of babies, so it, it would take some time. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You gave that whole explanation. That whole time, I was stuck on. Oh, so so she's they hug. The yeah, that's <laughs> what
2: she's gonna take
0: away. They, that's gonna be my takeaway. It's such that. a great story, though. So isn't it? yeah, it's hug. so cool. Yeah, they, they
2: just hug. hug. It's nice. Yeah, Aww. refreshing. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so sorry. It's I didn't okay. mean to derail that.
2: Okay, but. Where are we? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was <laughs> derailment. No, but um, so that was like the the numbers that I found. But in terms of like like simple observation, the whole thing with my whole hypothesis was like the lack of parental care suggests low selective pressure. So I was looking for like predation, um, fungal infection, if they were being like rain stripped. So with the heavy rains, if they were being like flooded away, as well as like just failure to develop, and one more that I'm, for some reason, blanking on. So it's a fungal infection, failure to develop, predation, um, desiccation, and yeah. So desiccation was the one I was missing. Mm -hmm. So in the time I was there, we actually observed all of them, and there was no literature on my species that I studied. There was no evidence of predation. And um, one day we actually photographed wasps, attacking the clutch so they'd kind of like dig their face into the egg clutches and it's like the embryos in the center of the egg and like the jelly is like obviously serves for the moisture but it also is like a barrier so things can't get in Mm. and we saw like wasps like attacking them and we actually learned And what's also important to know is that when the wasp attacked, it was the start of um, El Veranillo de San Juan, which is like the little summer. So it's like every year this happens, it's like a mini drought. And it actually affected our research because we couldn't find frogs anymore because they need the moisture. Mm -hmm. So the last two weeks we were there, um, the three of us, because I had a research partner, Rebecca Vera, shout out. (laughs) (laughs) um, And we just couldn't find anything. So we were just like, oh, we can't find anything. But then... It's actually funny because my research partner, Rebecca, was like, have you noticed that there's a lot more bugs now that it stopped raining? I was like, yeah, you're right. There was just giant grasshoppers, like everything. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, it's when that happened, like the wasp attacked mm-hmm. the clutches. And then it was like after that, we saw catydids, which are like light grasshoppers, but mm-hmm. different. They attacked them. And it was just like no one had ever seen that before. And it was so cool. And they like they would eat the embryo, like even if it was like close to hatching or like the dead egg. That was just kind of looked white and op- like opaque and then they would eat it and like we learned that like smearing so it's like that egg that failed to develop it would be white and then when the wasp would attack it like it would leave a smear and then so then we'd use that like to concretely say like wasp ate it mm-hmm. it was really cool mm-hmm. that's and it, awesome yeah. yeah
1: that's really interesting it also sounds kind of gross but from and sad. but but I would yeah it's yeah, sad and depressing. But yeah.
0: I think from well, a bio you know a cell biologist perspective, mm-hmm. it's really giving you insight into yeah. and and also helping you to gather information on uh, a species that there isn't a lot of information about. and mm-hmm. it? it's awesome being kind of you know, on the forefront of collecting that information yeah. and seeing that there. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and yeah.
1: it, it's kind of interesting to see that during that little drought period, probably it changed what animals preyed upon. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Like it it changed the little cycle or the, the uh, what do you call that? Like the, the food chain? Yeah.
2: And then, yeah, it's actually interesting that you mentioned that because I completely forgot. We saw like um, a species of snake mm-hmm. that, is like known to eat frog eggs Mm -hmm. and that was like we had never seen that before we'd seen like normal like tree like thin small tree snakes Mm -hmm. um but then we saw like that one and uh, joanna was like oh you know that one's like known to like eat frog species and she was like make sure to keep like a special eye because like if it hasn't rained and like there's no smearing then like that ate it and Mm -hmm. there's this whole thing like like the whole the actual writing of the the research says, like, just say what you found. Like, don't leave the details in. Like, for right. example, we were using camera traps at the beginning to, like, see things. But everything that was happening was way too small and, like, couldn't be picked up. But, for example, if a snake would have attacked, we could have seen that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's often not mentioned is that, like, you leave out the details in the middle and they just want you to know, like, just, just put the factual and ignore everything else. Okay, next question, Kareem.
1: What are... What are some things that other students there studied? Because you were with 15 other students, right? Yes. Okay. What are some things they studied?
2: Okay. Um, so so we had 16 students, like you said, and then we had eight mentors. So each mentor got two students. So And within those two students, like they worked on their individual projects. Some of them collaborated. But um, I won't talk about all 16, but some of the ones that really stuck out to me um, – Originally, I had wanted to work with the bird group. Mm-hmm. They were looking at the um, avian malaria. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. They would set up like fish, not fish nets, sorry, bird nets and like catch all types of birds and then draw blood samples from them and see if there was malaria present and like the effects of that. And that was really cool. There was also a group that looked at uh, the Anolis aquaticus. And this was my favorite, I think, out of all the projects was the girl Andrea. Um, shout out to Andrea, she looked at the, um, so Costa Rica is very famously known for its biodiversity, so, and it brings a lot of tourists, and what she was like, what her whole project was like, and with that, that, like, surge of tourists coming in, like, there's a more, there's more interactions between, like, organisms and people, and, like, what affects those interactions have on the organisms, And she looked at particularly, and she was influenced by her mentor, Brie Brie, Putman, if I remember, um, who looked at like, oh, like what, how does like the color of your clothes affect like how the organism responds. And Andrea looked at the Anolis aquaticus and they have like this dewlap and it's just like this flesh of skin that they use to like display and like communicate with other lizards. Um, And so the, the dewlap is orange and so like they would wear different colored shirts like some days like the lizard group it was for four people they would wear like orange shirt and like the next day they'd wear blue and the next day they were yellow and then they would wear red and like they looked at how the they would respond because like in the original research which was her mentor it like takes a lot of energy like it's a large energy expenditure because they have to like run away or fear that all takes up energy from like like um trying to hunt or trying to mate so it takes a lot of energy and she found that when they wore orange clothes like the organism was much less affected so it's this whole culture of like being ecologically responsible and like being aware that like there's a saying like when you go like you leave just a footstep and nothing else like Mm -hmm. don't leave like like i don't know just leave your footstep just something organic and like step away and like know that you're not hurting the organisms Mm because you're not causing fear and then causing this like response that like takes away from them and i thought that was really cool there's a bunch there's a bunch
1: and i know that this program uh from the organization for tropical studies also had a cultural component that they really wanted to work in and i'm not sure if that was their design or maybe scott's design scott was the um like the director of the
2: coordinator yeah of the program. Um, so,
1: do you want to talk about that a little bit?
2: Okay. Yeah. So, I'm not exactly sure like who start th- who started that, but I'm pretty sure as a coordinator, I think he did like heavily emphasize that. If not like OTS, like he brought it upon himself to mm-hmm. bring that aspect, which I think was really important. Um, like for me specifically, it wasn't that much of a culture shock, just because I am Latin. But like Costa Rica, like for everyone else, the different people. Like specifically, I would say like the people who were not Spanish speakers, like the Pacific Islanders, they were from places I had never even heard of. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't it was a cultural like like awareness for them, like going there to like Central America. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was also like a cultural awareness for me because I don't know if I'm just ignorant, but I didn't know where Saipan was. Like if you gave me a map, I didn't know. I didn't know where Guam was. I know I learned about it, but like I couldn't put put it on the map. Pompeii I didn't know where any of those places were Mm -hmm. and then here there are like people coming in and it sounds so weird but there's like people out there that like you don't see it's really weird and like they were like you know listening to Spanish music and like they were dancing like traditional like Spanish dances and just interacting with people who weren't like them Mm -hmm. and like I was interacting with them and I thought there was like a very beautiful aspect to it Mm -hmm. it was it was amazing Mm -hmm. yeah you learn a lot like about people in general and like about yourself Mm -hmm. so I think it was just as valuable if not more to the scientific process because I mean at the end of the day we're just people Mm -hmm.
1: and this is we might want to say too this is a program that is for minority students yes um be and 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 that's because it does receive funding that is specific to like the the funding attached is Mm -hmm. because it's minority students so
2: right yeah I forgot to mention that but uh yeah, it was a minority internship and I think that made it like even like m- like more enriching cuz it was ensured that you're going to have diversity. Mm-hmm. And diversity is so important, which is another thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So um yeah, so it was a minority internship. We had people from all different places, backgrounds and it was really really enriching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because and it,
1: and it got you in touch with
2: sacness it did yeah which did. is an
1: organization that supports uh, uh minorities in stem
2: yes fields for chicanos and native americans mm-hmm, yeah, and minorities mm-hmm, in general mm-hmm. um but yeah so and you're presenting i am presenting um october 11 12 and 13. okay Ooh. yeah i'm excited and yeah yeah and there was another thing that i know i really wanted to mention and i'm blanking right now but um Okay. So, so given that it was a minority internship, um, a really important component to it was like that we were able to, because we were all minorities, we all shared very similar backgrounds and we all kind of grew up the same way. And we were just, it was very easy for us to like relate to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really important. Cause like, it's not necessarily like you feel alone, but like in the process of trying to like educate yourself and like do more than what your parents do. Like, you then see that there's like a lot of people doing it. It's not just like what you thought. So, it really like, expands your view of that I don't know. It was just re- very enriching. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also had an indigenous population that was very exciting. There were the Nyobe community, and they're a, a tribe from um, Panama, and it kind of like breaches into Costa Rica. And we had the chief of the so it's separated into different sections, but the chief of where he's from visited our research in biological station and we like got to tour with them. And we also had the representative of like the, she was like the um, artistry. Mm-hmm. like So she was an artisan and she would like make handcrafts. She would make like yarn out of like, when we went out to the field, cause like they, we were giving them a tour, but really they were giving us a tour. <laughs> they like walked outside and then they'd be like oh do you see that plant in the back like that we use for like fungal foot like cure it's like mm-hmm. oh okay it's like oh do you see that leaf like that leaf in the rainforest like a jaguar stepped on i was like what like they could see things that we couldn't see right and it was really cool um they, they taught us about their language they were very I don't know, very curious about us just as we were curious about them and more of, like, showing what they know and, like, mm-hmm. us showing what we know. But, yeah, so we got to dance with them. It was really cool. They showed us their traditional dance dance, which is, like, like a zombie kind of thing which is really cool. But it was really nice to just see, like, these were the people that were originally there mm-hmm. and they're very s- tied to their culture and they're, like, kind of, they're fighting very much so to keep to preserve that culture and not lose it because like when people like modern kids like you know they have this this like disattachment to like their culture like oh I don't care about that but it's important mm-hmm. yeah it's very it's very nice
1: okay what do you think are the the big lessons that you came away with
2: so there was a lot of lessons but definitely like the focus of the program was to enrich our backgrounds in the scientific method and i think that definitely was accomplished like we we took this question did the research and then we ended up writing a manuscript that was put in a, like a book mm-hmm. essentially like a book um and that was really cool um we also learned like we we did like and it wasn't just field research like we didn't just go to the field every day we had the cultural awareness we had like a field trip to a finca cántaros which was like um like a it was this lady and her this lady and and, like her conservation program and like her vision of conservation and how important it was to her. Um, And like we learn how important conservation is, which is like something I was already aware of. Like I was always an advocate for like, don't use straws. Like don't use trash bags, you know, use reusable bags, but like seeing, like, I don't know. It was just like seeing, it's going to sound funny, but like seeing birds and like seeing 50 birds in one day of different species it was like i think it's important to take care of this mm-hmm. just cuz it's like i don't know they're here we should take care of them it's really important um as well as um like representation i learned a lot about like representation the um, the mentor gave like um a seminar on their like what they thought was like what their research was on and there's one instructor who gave a seminar on like Her story about becoming like interested in the field research and she wouldn't have been able to do it if she hadn't like seen her instructor and like seeing her doing it.
0: I think that ties into uh, what I think is very, very important, especially when having conversations about diversity and inclusion, Mm -hmm. um, especially in fields where there is an underrepresentation of of minority participants, Mm -hmm. uh, whether that be women or African-Americans or Hispanic students, that representation is so key that there's just something about seeing others that you can relate to that makes you think to yourself, you know what, that's something that I can do. Or it's even encouraging, right? It's like, oh, well, if they're doing it, then I can do it too. And that makes more and more people want to participate in it. So I think that's great that that representation is there because representation is extremely powerful. It's super, mm-hmm. yeah. What
1: uh, advice do you have for students who are thinking of, an, of applying to the program?
2: I would say my biggest advice is t- to apply. hmm
1: because just do it. Just do it mm-hmm. because
2: like there's nothing that I would say I'm not the best student, but I'm also not the worst student. I'm like in the big pot of <laughs> average. <laughs> but like um and that was very like discouraging for myself. I was like the whole my whole mentality was like, well, just apply. You're not going to get it, but just apply so you get familiar with like the process of applying. And I even mm-hmm. mentioned this to yourself then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like I'm probably not going to get it and I was like I even missed a class to go ask Beth to write my letter of recommendation. I was like ah, it's never going to happen. When I saw that like email, I like dropped my phone in the tub. I was like what? And the reason why I got it is cuz I did it. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing that separates me and 98% of the students on this campus. Like mm-hmm. there's we all we're all here, we're all trying to better ourselves and there's really nothing that like I just do it. There's actually a student who didn't meet the minimum GPA requirement but she applied and still got in. Yeah. Mm. And people recognize that enthusiasm and that drive to like expand yourself and experience different things and I'm so glad I did it and it doesn't take a lot of effort and you get a big reward. Like a yeah. I would say that this internship was like today the most amazing thing I've ever done just because like it's it's so multifaceted. It there's so so many components to it that it's like I wish every student could do this because I feel like it made me a better person because I don't know you're just like more aware and there was like because at the field station we would eat with people there's a bunch of people and I met a girl from California and she was there like she was a like an assistant she would draw and one day we were talking she was like you're gonna go back and you're not gonna be satisfied with like being there and it's so true like Mm. I was like yeah I mean whatever you know Mm. but then coming here I was like she's right yeah (laughs) it was so weird it was so Mm. weird like Beth no yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I was going to say a really dumb point, but I, okay. So I haven't had my license in like years and I'm almost 30. (laughs) I'm only 20, but, um, I don't have my license. And like, that's something I should have gotten when I was 16. And for so long, I just postponed that. And I came back here and I was like, I'm going to get my license next day. I took the exam, the permit exam, got it. And a week later I got my driving exam, but it was like just this drive. And I still kind of carry it now. Mm -hmm. And I hope I carry it forever.
1: I do too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's so interesting. I like, I I don't, I don't think I would predict that really, that the experience would have done that would yeah. have, would have created that in yeah. people. That's interesting.
2: It is because like you were saying yourself, like once you see yourself represented, it's so much easier to be like, it's not necessarily to say like, I'm worth it, but it's more of like envisioning yourself there. It's like, just like you said, if they can do it, yeah. Why can't I?
0: Yeah. Why can't it's like
2: a motivator. Yeah, exactly. It's like,
0: yes. If they got their stuff together and they're up there, then yeah. I can do it too. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So that's definitely a motivator. Yeah. That's
2: cool. Yeah. Like I had my mentor. She was like a Latin powerhouse. She was Colombian. She she grew up there. She went to school. Now she's in the United States. She works at a um, a museum. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's a herpetologist there, and she's like doing field research. And her and there's other field mentors from Spain. Well, yeah but just different people. And it was really nice to see that and know that like, and like I did it, like I went there average, went there, did it, succeeded, came back. And it's like, I did that. And that was like a mini master. Like I can do, I can, I can do it. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. And it's great. All because you you decided to just put your name in the hat. And -hmm. I even encourage students. It's like, you know what, just, just put it out there. Just put your name, you know what? The worst they could say is no, but if they say yes, and you have to think about, well, what what would have happened if you didn't say, I'm going to apply and see what happens? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have had that experience and you wouldn't have been in the place that you are now, right? that you are right now. So the fact that you have the courage, even though if you're like, I don't know what's going to happen, but you yeah. just put your name in there, just putting your name in the hat can you never know what the results will be. It could be life changing just because right. you're like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to jump into the deep end and do it and look at where you're at now because mm-hmm. of that decision. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you for doing that. Thank yeah, you. definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm just even thinking back to him, to Kareem calling himself average and all of that. And I'm no, like, no. That took a lot of courage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially if yeah. you think, oh, why would they pick me? Mm-hmm. And, and I will even raise my hand and say that there have been instances where I'm like, why would I put my name in the hat? And then I do. And I'm so glad that I did. Mm-hmm. And then I think to myself, what if I didn't do that? Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, and, and and then also just giving us the confidence to help us to realize that, you know what, we're working with a lot more than what we think we are, right? We're we're more than just average, yeah. right? We we mm-hmm. we bring a lot of value to what we do and to the table. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of just believing in that in ourselves. And mm-hmm. sometimes we have to have those experiences for that to happen, for us to realize, you know what? I'm pretty great at what I do, you know, I'm pretty awesome. So, you know, and then it, it also probably encouraged you to probably do even more field research, right. Even more projects like this. Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like originally I didn't have any like connection I'd say to field research, but like just going there, coming back there, um, one of the students there was like, Oh, like in my school, like there's a bison conservation project and like frogs are cool. And I really learned and enjoyed and, I'm thankful that they exist, so I was able to do that. But, like, the idea to, like, do bison conservation sounds so cool. And conservation in general. Like, I was mentioning, like, that wasn't originally any, like, a part of my plan. And now it's like, well, maybe I want to minor in conservation. and kind of combine the two. And, like, Mm. what can I do to help, like, not erase, like, the footprint that people have left, but, like, kind of just make the earth a better place? Which sounds so cheesy again. No, not at all. But, yeah. Yeah yeah
0: yeah cheese is good I like we like cheese. <laughs> we like cheese
1: <laughs> well, and it's you know what and it's on on it's not cheesy it's it's passionate it's yeah important yeah you know, it, it a lot of things can start with one person right so and we never know who that one person is going to be so that,
2: true
0: that's
1: true yeah. that discovers something or starts a program or so what if you could do anything differently about the experience you had? What would it be?
2: I I can honestly say nothing. I wouldn't do anything differently. I had if I could I like if there's like a review on Yelp for the OTS program, I would say a 10 out of 10. Cause <laughs> nice. I genuinely like everything. You should that look it up. Maybe there is. I know maybe there, there is a Yelp. Might be, imagine four out of 10. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but really like everything from beginning to end. But but yeah, I would change nothing. Like I I feel like I I risked it and I was rewarded and everything in between was as it should be. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks Kareem. No, Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for having me. Sorry. Oh, thank you. Yeah.
0: Thank you for being here. This is, this was awesome. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so excited. You put your name in the hat I know. and you, and you got to experience this.
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
1: And it's definitely fun listening to your experience and especially the things that you learned and got yeah. to participate in.
2: Yeah. I would definitely say it was a privilege and like, it shouldn't, shouldn't be a privilege. Like, more people should be able to do this. Um, but you definitely have to risk it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope you being here today will encourage more people to participate, especially their students and also faculty who are probably interested in being mentors as well. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Bye.